Welcome to episode 255, The Squad Leader. I am your host, Alpha Mike, and we are transmitting high atop of Florida's Peninsula at 108 feet. Today, we're going to dive into the importance in law enforcement, the squad, but specifically the squad leader, what that means, what that person does, how that person is the glue in the fabric to keep everything together. You know, I really enjoyed our last episode, the point tactic shooting episode, which is a 254 with Kilo Sierra. It came out very well, very well received as well. And um, I'm looking forward uh, to taking that course myself. So if you haven't heard it, I encourage you to listen. Episode 254, uh, tactical uh it's shooting. It's point shooting tactics is the name of the episode. I forgot the name of my own episode. Believe it or not. So um, take a liberty uh, at looking at that. Also, as I've stated, we are on social media, and on the bottom of our show notes, we're starting to plug in all these social media. Um, I don't know what you call it, just the names. But we have noticed that it is almost impossible to get the icons for some of these things on the internet. And, um, you know, I'm not going to accuse big tech because that, that would be ugly. You know, people wouldn't like that. But, boy, it sure is coincidence that uh, we can't get some of these icons and uh, they're just not available. The only ones available, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, the, the standard communist ones. But the, the new ones, can't get it, cannot get it. So on the show notes, if you go to them, you will see that we are there. Uh, you can also see the different, well, the, the biggest providers that we're on, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, tune in, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, YouTube, uh, Rumble. I still think we're working on that in Audible. We're all a part of those platforms, and on the show notes, you click on it, and it'll take you to the link. As far as our uh, social media, you know, Instagram, MeWe, Wimkin, Rumble. As I said, we're still working on that, and I'll explain that in a minute. Parlor, uh, Club Hub, uh, Grab, Facebook, uh, da, 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 and Getter. We're on Getter. How come I don't see Getter here? Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to put Getter on there. But we're also on Getter as well as Raider Cop Nation. Believe it or not, some old man had Raider Cop. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but uh, buddy, you're messing up the action. What am I going to, what, what can you do? So we're on social media. Look at our show notes in, in our uh, production episodes, and you can click on and get, you know, in contact with us. It's important to, you know, reach out, have some communication with us because we've got a lot of things brewing, a lot of things are happening. We live in a fluid, fast, mobile 
type of society nowadays. And uh, we've really got to keep up to par on all that stuff. Are you in uh, South Florida and you're looking for gun training? Well, if you are, I got the guy for you. It's called AAA, that's AAA, gunsafety.com. They will put together, if you're a beginner, looking for a concealed carry course, they are the people for you. And you can thank for you can thank me for it uh, later on, but I fully encourage you. If you're in the Central Florida or West Coast area of Florida, drop me a line at RadarCopNation.com, and I will hook you up with something. And of course, if you're in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, Kilo Sierra, and he is your man in between movie productions to get you started. On becoming a Second Amendment proud, tactical, proficient shooter. And most importantly, if you're looking to fix your gun, I know the guy too. His name is Pistol Pete the Gunsmith. He's down in Miami and he makes old guns look new, brand new, and so new that you can count on the reliability after Pete gets done with it. How do I know that? He was my armorer when I was in law enforcement as well as probably another additional 5,000 officers. Today he owns his own business. We're proud of that. And he's busy. This guy stays busy. So how do you get... I don't live in Miami. How do I transport my gun down there? Pistol Pete the Gunsmith, his information is down on the bottom of the show notes. Give him a call. He'll explain the process real easy. Ship it to him. He'll fix it up to your specs. You ship it right back. You won't even recognize the thing when it comes out of the package. Guaranteed. Today's episode 255, the squad leader. Who is this person? What do they do? What do they represent? Why do they exist? Are they a budgeted position? Are they approved by the agency itself? We'll look at that and much more. But first, you know and I know, we got to do our three depressing stories that they are living in the Bolshevik states of woke under Uncle Joe and Aunt Camilla, things have not been going well for them or for Americans, period. And we'll cover those three uh, short, (laughs) I hope they're short because they're painful stories. And five, three, two, and now. Our first story takes us to Uncle Joe's need to see everyone's bank account with $600 or more. You might ask the question why? Well, because. Just because. When you're living in the Bolshevik states of woke, you really don't ask those infantile questions. You're just a, a, a servant and they will need to, they will tell you on a need to know basis and believe me you don't need to know according to them as a result uncle joe says that monitoring everyone's bank accounts at $600 or more is to get those billionaires not millionaires bernie sanders will remind you of that remember how bernie used to say billionaires and billionaires but now he only says billionaires because Bernie became a millionaire. 
so he took himself off the list. So everybody knows that billionaires got at least $600 in their checking account. So they're going down to $600. They find it, and they know he's a billionaire. But in the meantime, they'll be looking at about 100, 110, 120 million Americans' accounts. You don't think they're going to try to snatch things, do you? Nah, not, not Uncle Joe. He would never do that. We are confident in their stupidity. Our second story takes us to the United States military and General Milley's operation. You know General Milley, the stool pigeon of China. And they've come up with a great, stellar idea over at the military. For those people that do not want the mandatory vaccine, well, they're just going to hand out dishonorable discharges. But, but, hold on. No need to get panicked over it. Four Republican lawmakers are standing tall, and they're going to make a presentation for a bill to stop this. How many people have confidence in Republicans? Show of hands. Anybody? About in the back. Oh. On the other side, nobody. Huh. But anyway, the Republicans, the, the four of them said they're going to stop it. And our third story takes us to Backtrack Red, spokesperson for Uncle Joe, saying travelers from Europe with the vaccine can come to the USA per humble Uncle Joe. But, of course, you know and I know that illegals can cross the border and not worry about Minor little things like mask, vaccine, shots, boosters. Just come as you are. That's all we care about. Double standard in America? Are you crazy? Are you insane? These poor people crossing the border, they can't even afford the shots. It's okay. It's those rich Europeans. You better have that vaccine and you're not going to get off that plane. So what can I tell you? Those are our three miserable uh, stories of the week. And uh, it doesn't get any better. I don't know about you, but I hate doing this segment when I put these three stories together because they're freaking depressing. And they're mostly depressing because they're true. What can I tell you? But it's time to cheer you up. We got the salsa music playing the clowns are getting all excited, and I'm going to throw the joke of the week at you. So here we go. Ready? Concentrate on this one. Come on. Pay attention. You in the back. Come on. Let's go. A lion will never cheat on his wife, but a tiger would. Well, just because you don't know nothing about golf, don't get mad at me. Today's episode 255, the squad leader we're going to look at a budgetary imaginary position, but without this individual, the wheels will not turn in a lot, in many, in a whole bunch of law enforcement agencies. Let's get those clowns ready. When they give me the signal, it's time to hear episode 255, The Squad Leader. One, where's the clown? Come on, buddy. I, I, you're always holding things up. Uh, 
Episode 255, The Squad Leader. Today, our outline, we have seven numbered outline formats that we're going to follow. The first one being, what is a squad? Second, what is a leader? Number three, who makes the call? Number four, behind the cur- what happens behind the curtain stays behind the curtain number five squad leader is committed to the goals and operation committed number six the squad leader is not a midget and number seven the squad leader can do the boss's job and the boss's boss's job with ease those And that is our outline for today. So what is a squad leader? Well, it's a element of men and women in charge of a specific sector in law enforcement. That sector could either be out on the street or within the confines of the jail. That squad can consist of a specific number maybe four, maybe five, maybe six officers, deputies, and a supervisor. That supervisor may rank in positions of corporal or sergeant. The squad, again, has the responsibility of a given sector or area. Through their efforts, the job of the everyday functions of that law enforcement agency are done, whatever they are. Responding to calls, responding to emergencies, or dealing with the criminal element in prisons or jail. Same thing. So now the most important aspect of we know what a squad is. Well, what is a leader? A leader is that person that takes charge of situations. A leader is that person that has the details in every operation that they can put together for the easily understanding of everyone. A leader is the one that will take responsibility for things that have happened, regardless if they were really responsible. A leader leads from the front and not from the back. A leader should be the first one in and the last one out. A leader is responsible for the people under them. And most importantly, a leader's philosophy should always be never above, never below, always beside the people they lead. Now, you're probably listening to that and say, wow, boy, that sure is not my leader. But see, we're not talking about the supervisor. That's a paid position. Now, I'm not saying all supervisors are bad, but let's put this into perspective. Congress people, senators, they're also paid political people. Not much confidence there either. 
So as supervisors, they just show up at the policy and procedure, make sure you follow the so-called rule. But the reality of the situation that many supervisors, not all, don't even know the rules. Many of them don't have experience. Many of them will be charged with a incident that may have occurred on their tour and don't really even have an answer because they've never experienced what just happened. Supervisors are good test takers, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're good in fluid and dynamic situations. But never mind what the supervisor's abilities are. The squad leader is the hero that carries the entire squad and most of the time to include that supervisor. So who makes the call on who's the squad leader? Well, it's real easy. Obviously, it's a battlefield command, right? So it's somebody of authority that looks up and say, you, they point because their work is outstanding. Their knowledge is above grade. They have been through so much caca that there's nothing they haven't seen. They are tremendous under pressure and they know how to get out of troubled spots. You really don't apply for that. Basically, all you do is your job, but you do it better than everybody else. As a result, command staff, people of higher authority, have a regard for this person, the squad leader, but they quietly don't really point and say, look, there he goes. Oh, there she goes squad leader because it would be beneath them no they act like they don't even know there is such a position that there is such a thing but in actuality that individual without them could be a chaotic situation yes there is the day-to-day operation in a lot of law enforcement agencies that is not road scholar you do the same thing day in day out it's those special major events that just pop up and occur that everybody has the pucker effect and really doesn't know what to do they're going in different directions but it's that squad leader that says calm down i got this that's the person they've done it over and over again they've got the commendations they got the war stories And they've got the respect of their peers and their superiors. So the person that makes the call is the squad leader himself by their performance that it leaves the supervisor no other alternative than to unofficially make that person a battlefield commission and make them the squad leader. Now, they could appoint somebody else but it won't be long before maybe a superior of that superior says are you stupid and they point to the person that 
really is a leader. So it happens more than what command leaders want to recognize. But the actuality is what happens behind the curtain stays behind the curtain. Let me explain. Supervisors sometimes are a little bashful. They see things that maybe they know that their squad could have done better, but they don't want to really uh, piss off morale, so they may look the other way. They may hear stories from other supervisors. You know your squad, but they don't want to really tackle that head on, so they look the other way. They know that they're expected to do something let's say bring up some numbers that they're being told by middle management or higher but the supervisor might tell them alright guys you know we, we, we've got a mandate we gotta go meet but they go back to the office to drink coffee how does it get done well they're going to rely heavily on that squad leader but when Kaka doesn't go right that squad leader pulls what's called an unofficial meeting amongst the squad. That squad leader is the one that says a couple of adjectives, a couple of bad words, slams a couple of doors, throws a clipboard to get everybody in line. Perfectly understood by the squad. See, they look up to the squad leader. And that squad leader, if they can't handle it, then you got a major problem. Most of the time, they can report back to the supervisor by saying, everything's fine. And the supervisor should say, okay, because there's nothing coming out of anybody's lips after the squad leader has put down. That is the way it should work. Doesn't mean it might not work your in your agency, but it should work that way. The squad leader is committed to the goals and operation of the department, whether they like it or not. Squad leaders are not there to badmouth an assignment, a mandate, a policy, or a procedure, because that's counterproductive of what they do their job is to look at the cockamamie procedure and say, okay, this is what they want us to do and this is how we're going to do it. Squad leaders create results. The supervisor can look how the squad leader did that and report back to the command staff and say, I suggest that we tweak the policy a little bit so we can do it this way. What way is that? Well, what he just saw the squad leader do. That's what that leader does. He gets the squad through the mushland of the department, the hierarchy, the coffee drinkers, the excessive uh, coffee drinkers on the top that don't know operations, don't know how to do this stuff. So that squad leader very quietly, doesn't get paid extra, but knows how to put crap together. They look at the policy, they grunt, 
It sucks because it does, but they make it happen. The squad leader is not a midget. Now, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about mentally. I've always used that term. You can't continue to be a midget. You need to grow. Squad leader grows in the agency. They know many war stories. They've been through a lot of things. They know policy and procedure better than the command staff. And they can probably navigate 99% of the issues in the department without any supervision. Squad leaders are designed specifically for that function. In the absence of any policy, their training will kick in and they will guide the entire squad to victory. That's what they do. And that's what they continue to do. They don't stay a midget. They grow in experience. And experience cannot be trained. Experience comes exactly that way. Through the experience of knowledge, skill, aptitude, they pick those things up and it becomes a jewel for the agency. The squad leader can do the boss's job and the boss's boss's job. Now, squad leaders kind of look at their supervisors and they never really look down upon them. They see them more as an instrument to what they need to do. The squad leader will look at the supervisor and kind of guide them in the direction that they need to go for their own betterment. The squad leader can do that supervisor's job. There's really nothing that squad leader, that, excuse me, that supervisor can do that the squad leader doesn't know how to do. You see, the squad leader just chose not to be the supervisor. They're perfectly content in the position they are in. As I said, highly respected by the command staff, Squad leaders are not going anywhere. They can basically spend their entire career in the same position. They know how the supervisor's boss does their job as well. They know the in and outs of the operation. They can jump in if the supervisor is not around and easily take charge. And if the Supervisor's supervisor is no way around. They know how to do that one too. For embarrassment sake of many middle managers, squad leaders may stop at the second tier, but they probably have the capability of continuing going up farther. Because in actuality, the higher you go up in supervision, the less they actually do. It's all smoke and mirrors after you get to a certain point. They're paper pushers, making it seem like they have skill, knowledge, aptitude, and proficiency. But in actuality, they're good test takers. They wear stars. They wear higher rank. They might have gotten formal education. But it ain't going to do a damn good for them anything if they don't know 
what to do on the road or in the corridor. If they don't know how to navigate in the middle of the battle, then they're a paper pusher. That squad leader is the one that puts smiles on a lot of people's faces. When the squad leader himself may be fed up, tired, has the seven-year itch, swears he'll never do this again, but he continues to do it. The squad leader, even without even knowing, ends up mentoring a whole lot of people. You see, a lot of people in his or her squad will eventually leave the squad to go up in rank. They'll always have a fond memory of their squad leader that got them through the caca when they were in, let's say, the road or the corridor. That squad leader gave them a lot of stress-free days. That squad leader gave them confidence and boldness on how to do things. The squad leader taught them a lot of unofficial things. Doesn't mean they're uh, criminal by nature or anything. They just know how to cut red tape. Why? Because they were taught by, at one point, another squad leader that's no longer there. You see, squad leaders, there's you don't inherit the position. You earn the position. They're always filled. Some people might not even have been told you're a squad leader. But they're always the ones that the supervisor picks. Now, back in the day, people might have called those people, people teacher's pet. But teacher's pet doesn't know how to get out of a paper bag squad leader is a different breed it's an individual that has a lot of wounds a lot of scars a lot of stories war stories to tell squad leaders will last for a long time without complaining without fanfare always with a lot of respect from peers and above Squad leaders would, I'm not going to say get away with anything, but the average officer or deputy may have a problem, but not a squad leader. See, the command staff would look twice and say, it must have been a reason. Squad leaders are given that respect. The squad leader is a position that the American public knows nothing about. The squad leader is a position that politicians know nothing about. Squad leaders are a position that Black Lives Matter know nothing about. Squad leaders are a position that are crucial to the operation. And as I said, they don't get any extra pay. Squad leaders are placed there based on their own skill set. They stick out like sore thumbs. And not using them would be counterproductive to the agency.
Without the ability to have these squad leaders, you would have chaos on the streets and in a lot of squads. Squad leaders build up motivation because officers or deputies that are working under or beside a squad leader want to be just like that squad leader one day somewhere else. That squad leader does this effort in making sure the day-to-day operations go well because they want an easy day at the office, an extra cup of coffee, and they want everybody to go home. It's that simple. How do I know about squad leaders? Am I a subject matter expert about squad leaders? Can I look up squad leader on Google? Must have a response somewhere. It probably does. It's a military thing. But the reason I'm knowledgeable in a squad leader, because I was one for over 20 years. I took those positions and they were difficult. They were hard. Making decisions, I could have stayed in my lane and said nothing. But that's not the way I was wired. So I would go out of my way to make sure the squad understood what needed to be done and did it. I never went up in rank. I was content in being a squad leader. I had the ultimate respect from my peers and management, command, all the way up to the top. Why? Because I had the battle scars. Instant credibility. Nobody could say, hey, he's been faking it for years. He doesn't do nothing. They wouldn't work one day in the unit I worked in. But why did I do it? Because I wanted to have an easy day, extra coffee, and everybody to go home. Up next, the last days. As we continue on the A-Wall series, we're going to look at the last days. And that is uh, episode 256 coming up. That will round off. I believe we have uh, one more show after that. The month of September flew by. Flew by. We're, we're getting close to the October. You can already see, uh, I think it was early September, I already seen the, the trick-or-treat nonsense in the supermarket. They can't even wait. If they could put that stuff up in May, they would. But now we might get criticized. So let's wait. But it's ridiculous already. They can't even wait to buying all this mass candy and just putting it in aisles. You know, they can't even wait for at least a week before. I forget a week before. They're months in front of the, the event. So let's uh, go to the word of the week because that's important. And we are uh, definitely looking at the last days. So don't forget that episode. That's up next, episode 256. But let's uh, go to the book of Acts, chapter 2. And uh, verse 20 and 21. 
And it says, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's important. In the time of trouble, who are you going to call on? Because if they might be a statue, they don't move. They don't talk. They don't hear. They don't see. So I don't know. I don't know who you're going to call on. But I know who I'm going to call on. And that Lord has never failed. It is important that when we look at law enforcement, we understand like any other industry, could be the car manufacturing industry, could be the housing market, there are people behind the scenes that make that industry tick, that know the industry better than the industry knows itself. But in law enforcement, he's called the squad leader. Test everything. Hold fast what is good. I'm out of here.